This is a very serious story. Uh, before I start the story, I, uh, I, I just wanted to say I've, I've done a, you know, some public speaking before, but never uh, into a microphone uh, and never with bright lights shining in my eyes. I can't see shit. <laughs> I've been told you're not supposed to pop your peas, uh, apparently, when speaking into a microphone. It's, um, the experience, if you haven't had the pleasure, is a little bit like hearing for the first time your voice recorded on tape and what it actually sounds like to other people except that it's in real time in front of an audience. And uh, the only saving grace uh, is that I'm getting over a cold, which I think is pushing my voice into like Tom Waits, Barry White kind of territory, which feels very smooth. Uh, so anyway, yeah, I want to tell you a story about my cat. Uh, so. About a year or so ago, uh, my wife and I, uh, Brett, she's hanging out in the back. Hi, honey. Uh, we're hanging out on a Saturday, and uh, we were kind of remarking that our apartment was missing a couple of things that would really make it feel like a home, kind of a general lack of furry cuddliness and also a, a box of sand and shit. <laughs> and so... Uh, so, so we decided to go to the Anchorage Animal Shelter and get a cat. Uh, and so we did that, and, uh, if you've ever been to, uh, the animal shelter to adopt a pet, it's an awkward scenario. There's, like, a surplus of animals, uh, at the animal shelter, and you're just in the very sort of awkward, kind of tense situation where you're like, I'm gonna save you. And, uh, you know, we looked at a couple of cats. There were a couple of contenders, but we, we ended up uh, adopting uh, this, this, you know, very small kind of scrawny gray cat uh, who we named Frances. And we adopted her because she was, you know, really just sort of hungry for attention. She was hungry for snacks. Uh, she also sneezed, which might have saved her life because, you know, I, I took the opportunity to ask, like, oh, she, you know, she might have a little cold. Like, what happens to the, the kitties, uh, you know, that have colds? How do you guys treat colds in, like, this really crowded cat environment? And, uh, and I, I asked that of the friendly volunteer, and the friendly volunteer just went... <laughs> so we took the cat that sneezed, and we took her home, and we named her Francis... And uh, the first week, it was a period of rough acclimation. There was some confusion uh, about uh, the places that were appropriate to urinate <laughs> and, uh, and, and spray cat sneeze all over the place. I'm amazed by the distance and coverage that cat got with cat phlegm. Uh, but after the first week, we got everything very well cleaned up, fully sanitized. You know, the period of acclimation was over. She was a member of the family. And, uh, you know, we fed her lots, and, you know, we were, you know, making friends, and she started kind of just sort of filling out as she got a little bit, you know, more familiar with her surroundings, and she continued over the next couple of weeks to kind of fill out, and, you know, also kind of just sort of fill out some more, and, and we noticed that she, you know, started to take on kind of a healthy glow. <laughs> she was throwing up a lot in the morning. Wild mood swings, am I right, fellas? Um, and then, uh, you know, we thought that was a little bit odd, but, you know, it's, it's all good. Uh, and then, like, one day, you know, we're, like, rubbing her belly, and we notice, uh, like, this big red cat nipple just sort of... 
And then, like, in the next two days, like, like, like mushrooms spout, sprouting, like, in July from the duff, just cat nipples, just willy-nilly, just blah, 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 blah. There's, like, 18 of these just engorged red cat nipples plopping out of our cat. And so uh, we consulted the internet. <laughs> and the internet said, hey, dummy, your cat's pregnant. <laughs> and it was at about that time that the animal shelter called and reminded us of our prepaid, mandatory by law, obligatory spay and neuter your animal appointment. I know. And, uh, and, and I said, uh, well, yeah, but the thing about that is, like, you gave us this cat, and she's been in our house the whole time, and, like, uh, you, you totally gave us a pregnant cat. <laughs> and they were like, so we'll see you on Friday at 10? <laughs> and I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. And this is where it gets tricky, and I'm going to interrupt the narrative, and I'm going to talk about two hilarious issues of philosophy and politics, animal rights, and abortion. Uh, oh my God, are you serious? It's been five minutes? Oh, I gotta get to the climax of the story. Too sweet. All right, so anyway, um, I'm gonna skip the part about I talk about abortion and, and, uh, and animal rights. <laughs> They're really interesting, though. I was a philosophy major in college, and after my freelance philosophy business failed to get off the ground, Crazy Matt's freelance philosophy. <laughs> big, big thoughts, low, low prices. Um, we, uh, we, my wife and I had this discussion, and, you know, just judging from the cloud, I, again, I can't see you because of the lights, but I'm just guessing there's a lot of, like, down Patagonia vests out there. <laughs> I'm going to say two-thirds of this crowd has donated a KNBA at one point. And I'm just going to say that I ended up feeling in a very weird minority on the issue of, uh, of abortion because uh, all of a sudden my wife woke up one morning and was like, did I marry a fucking pro-lifer? Is that really what happened here? Is this, is this what's going on? And I maintain that I'm not pro-life, I'm pro-choice. And I can't ask the cat. <laughs> and she looked very happy. And also kittens are adorable. <laughs> And so I convinced my, my, uh, my, 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 very, uh, my very forgiving wife, Brett, uh, that we should just have the cats and then we'll give them away. We'll, you know, the kitty will have the kittens. It'll be a miracle of biology. We'll all be richer for the experience. Uh, some weeks go by. All of a sudden, the big day arrives, um, which we had not prepared for and, uh, and, and sort of springs up on us at like 4.30 in the morning when I like sit bolt upright in bed. And like nothing has happened. No noises have been made. But the cat's like sitting on us on the bed in a posture, which through some like... It's like something like heart, like not even like, like just mammalian from way back. It's like, that's the posture that, that animals take when they're about to squeeze a baby out. And so, you know, I jump out of bed and I pick up the cat and I, oh my God, it's seven minutes. And I take her into the bathroom and I drop her on the bathroom floor and the cat has one kitten and that kitten looks like a disgusting pile of just black fur and it doesn't look like it's breathing and it's wet and it's just gross and our mom cat has no maternal instincts at all and it's growling at this wet mess on the floor 
like it's about to eat it. And I forgot the detail where I agreed that, like, look, I don't want to make the cat get an abortion, but if he eats the kittens, I promise not to intervene. But then I really wanted... I wanted to intervene because there's a kitten on the thing and I'm not sure if it's alive. And so we lock him in the room just to see what happens. And I go look at the internet and I'm like, oh, the internet's like, I don't know, man. And then I open the door back up and they're still there. And, the, and there's like umbilical cords and placenta and the cat's like eating the placenta. And it's like also attached to the kitten. And it's like that scene in Lady and the Tramp where they both grab... And into the noodle, and they're gonna end up like kissing and like at any second. And so I grab the cat by the scruff of the neck and I put it in a box in the corner. And eventually, and I'm not really quite sure how this happened, but you know, just cut to an hour later, the cat's feeding happily. And I'm gonna have to skip the epilogue of the story where there's two more cats inside the other cat. And I will just leave you with the realization that I had later that day uh, that apparently it is both possible and sometimes recommended to get your cat a C-section, which costs a lot of money. And sometimes I wonder whether I should still be eating bacon when I uh, paid $1,000 to extract a kitten from this cat. (laughs) And, um, uh, And they all lived happily ever after. (laughs) 